Hello. Hi. What's the matter with you? Nothing. You got a hangover? No. You were very jolly last night. I very jolly? Yeah. What does that even mean? It means you were very jolly when you phoned me last night. Oh. Did I phone you last night? Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to Nothing to See Here with Darren and Stephen. A conversation between two quite brilliant minds. Episode 11 and end of our first series. The Tired Episode. What is it that we're pretending to do here? Is it that we're pretending that we like each other? Just tell me what it is that I'm supposed to pretend to do because I've been trained. And although inherently I can't do it very well, I can do good pretending. What is it you want me to pretend to do? Just pretend to be nice to me. All right. Good Bon Jovi hair. Nice glasses. I love the way your earphones sit in your ears. <laughs> That's supposed to your white collar on your black rugby shirt is the best white collar on a black rugby shirt I've ever seen. Ever. Ever. Like, ever. But yours is the best. You are the best. You are so the best. You are the best. You, Stephen Thompson, is the best. Stephen Thompson is the best. He's got hairs on his chest. That's one of the things that makes him the best. Stephen Thompson is the best. St- how, how am I doing? I'm just trying to find the leave, the meeting button. Can't oh. seem to see it. Oh, that's disappointing. I yeah. Thought I, I thought I was doing really well at being nice to you. Did that way- take three years to engage uh, in that amount of sincerity in your voice uh, that you didn't happen to feel? I really like the nasal hair protruding from your nose that I can see over the Zoom. I've never seen a better collection of nasal hair protruding from somebody's nose over Zoom until today. Yeah, I forgot to wax this morning. No, but I'm loving it. It's one of the reasons that you are the best. There's little bubbles going up in that uh, apple juice. It's sparkly apple. It's advertised. We're not sponsored by them right. yet. We're not, yeah, exactly. We're no I've sponsors. been talking to sponsors, but no one wants to oh, sponsor yeah. us. How's the sponsorship going? Well, I've tried Appletizer. Yeah, what did they say? No. Oh, disappointing. Apparently you abuse any, it. Any you feedback? abuse it during the, um, during the podcast because it obviously isn't Appletizer and they don't want people putting out misinformation and lies about their product. So you tried Appletizer. Who else did you try? Uh, Jaffa Cake Gin. How are the Jaffa, the Jaffa Cake Gin people seem pretty cool. What did they say? Oh, by the way, I had a Kinder egg oh, someone yeah. gave me. Yeah. And I nearly broke my teeth and a big yellow thing in the middle of it. Yeah, you know, you're not supposed to eat the yellow thing in the middle of it. Who gives somebody a chocolate egg with a big plastic thing that they break their teeth on when they bite into it? You know, that's what a Kinder egg is, right? So Kinder egg aren't going to sponsor us. Right. So you fuck that one up. Yeah. Jaffa what? Cake Gin. You, okay, how have you messed with Jaffa Cake Gin up? Well, that, I, hang on, no, 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 don't talk yet, because I thought we I thought we dealt with the whole Jaffa Cake. I thought we'd done a very good promotion for Jaffa Cake Gin. 
I just messed up. That's all you need to know. How did you mess up the PR meeting with the Javakate Gym people? Did you show them your origami magic trick? Well, yeah, I tried to make a Jaffa cake out of origami and it didn't work. Right. That was our big... You know idea. those little paper umbrellas that you have that you put into cocktails? Ah. I was trying to make a paper origami Jaffa cake to put on the top of the glass that's got the Negroni or the Jaffa cake gin in it. And it didn't work. They didn't like it. And you yet again, at the last moment, something that was beautiful, you've weed all over. You should have let me contact the Jaffa Cake Gym people. Clearly, I have a way with people. If you read any of the feedback, clearly my voice, my attributes, my personality, clearly I am the people person of the two of us. Why would you approach the Jaffa Cake Gym people? Uh, I tried hair chest remover. With the Jaffa Cake Gym people? No wonder it went wrong. What did you do? Take some Veet to the meeting and go, listen, if I spray this all on your bodies... Take the some hair what? What? Take some what? Veet. Veet? What's that? French for fast. It's it's what Imac... You know how, like, Snickers used to be called Marathon and Starburst used to be called April Fruits? Uh, well, basically, a Veet was Imac. That's interesting. So you contacted them and what? No, I was saying, it sounds like you took some beat to the meeting with the gym people. Well, that's where I went wrong, because I was trying to contract, contact IMAC and I couldn't get through to them. That's because they, they changed their name. Yeah, that's what you've just told me. That's where I went wrong. Why are you repeating what you've just told me? Because I'm not sure who's more confused, me or you. <laughs> that didn't work. Right. I was going to contact... Well, I, no, actually, I did... I contacted Moleskin Diaries and they said we abused their products by yep. throwing them across the room. Yeah. So we've lost them. Moleskin. Oh, and the biscuits, they similarly, we abused their products. So they're not going to order biscuits. They're not going to, uh, they're not going to give us any money. I priced them, them up per calorie. So that's disappointing. Um, is there anyone else I contacted? London Zoo. Uh, I contacted the Penguin Department, but apparently you've got all your facts wrong. So they're not happy about that. That's not true, though, is it? That's just all you're doing in this moment now is desperately looking for a bit of comedy and poking me. Yeah, well, so Peter all... was off that day, wasn't he? I had to speak to Olmer. Olmer, the penguin keeper, that's not even alliteration. No, funnily enough, uh, because my name is Stephen, I don't have to be a station master or a superintendent. If you look on the London Zoo website, every, all of the staff that are listed, all of them ha have uh, jobs that are in keeping with alliterative uh, terms to do with their names. So you won't find anybody looking after the um, giraffes that isn't called Gerald. You won't find anybody looking after the zebras that isn't called Zoe. It's basically, I think, I mean, I think it's a bit discriminatory, but basically discriminatory, discriminatory. Uh, you say potato, I say key ingredient in vodka. You'll have to excuse me, I haven't had much sleep. Why not? Because I had problems with my duvet. I've written a letter of complaint, actually. Well, well that means that we're not going to get duvet people to sponsor us, doesn't it? They're not. Not after the letter of complaint that I wrote. So you, what, you've been fighting the duvet and lost? Yeah, basically, I'm not impressed with the quality. I'm not going to name any companies. But basically, I had my double duvet and I tried to put it in a queen-size duvet cover. Now... On the surface, that should be pretty easy, yeah? Because 
mathematically, scientifically, biologically, physiologically, double duvet is smaller than the queen size duvet cover. However, you would not believe how difficult that was at one o'clock this morning. I, so I actually wrote a very aggressive letter of complaint. To so the why duvet. were you even doing this at one o'clock in the morning when your brain's not actively working? Because I had a friend staying and, and I needed to make the extra bed. I hadn't, to be fair, I'd not done, uh, I'd placed my trust in the duvet company and I'd not done preparation earlier on in the evening. Maybe that's my mistake, but I think if you have a good quality duvet and a good quality duvet cover, you shouldn't, it shouldn't matter what time you want to put the duvet in the duvet cover. Um, but however, I trusted them to let it happen at one o'clock in the morning, but no, apparently that was too difficult for the duvet company. So as you don't drink, you were too sober at one o'clock in the morning to do something as simple as getting a duvet into a duvet cover. No, I, like, I, like I said to the duvet company, was it, I, I might have been a little bit tipsy on the, on the apple juice of choice last evening. Because sometimes I do drink. Let's not pretend I don't yeah, I was remembering, you were, quite, you were quite sober about, when was it, five to seven when you rang me. Was so I? By, by one o'clock in the morning, I imagine you were really, really sober. I was, very, I was sober enough to put a double duvet in size. Well, uh, obviously you weren't because you didn't manage it. No, but that's, that's why I complained to the duvet cover company. Well, you complained to the duvet cover. I did, I did a lot of complaining to the duvet cover, but actually today what I did was write a letter of complaint to the duvet company. So you don't just have a duvet with a cover on ready for when guests step over? I've had a lot on this week. No, I'm not talking about doing it this week. I'm just being generally somewhere in your gorgeous, lovely, huge flat. You just have a duvet ready in case anyone stops over. Who leaves a duvet cover on a duvet before before that the event happens? Surely you your duvet covers are packed nicely and folded and ironed in in the little and stored. Until the moment you need them, you don't leave them on the duvets. Who does that? Ironed. Yeah. Who irons a duvet cover? I do. Who yeah. doesn't iron their duvet covers? Next, you're going to be telling me people don't iron their pants and their socks. Can we not have this surreal conversation? Now you're raising your eyebrows like I'm talking crazy stuff. Tell me you iron your pants and your socks. Yeah. Okay, good. I was a bit scared there for a second that maybe I was got something wrong. Usually about 3.55 in the morning, I usually get up and have a good sock iron. Good. And I, I, I tell each sock how much I love it and I iron it. I thought I was the only person who told my socks how much I love them. I'm really glad to hear that happens in other places. Do you actually wash your socks and underpants? Actually, you look quite clean today. Thanks. You've made an effort, I see. Put a different shirt on. I haven't seen that one before. I had a friend staying. I have to sort of pretend that I'm living some sort of life. Is that top ironed? Yes, very ironed. Do you have anything that isn't ironed? I have a few things that wash and don't need ironing. No, but is that because they're meant not to be ironed? Yeah. Do you have anything that's meant to be ironed that isn't ironed? Don't be ridiculous. That's the stupidest question you've asked me since we ever met. I'll play you my letter of complaint to the duvet company. It's a let, it's, it's a, so basically they've got a thing where you can leave them a voicemail, like voice note thing. So I, I sent them a, a, a thing. I'm not going to play you it all. 
but just because I was quite annoyed about the whole duvet thing. Dear duvet complaints department, I write this voice note letter thing in a tone of outrage, disgust, shock and disappointment. Last evening, I innocently tried to put my double duvet into my queen-sized duvet cover. Now, one might expect that this should be very easy, what with the regular-sized double duvet being that much smaller than the queen-sized duvet cover. However, much to my shock and disgust, disappointment, pain and heartache, the duvet did not wish to conform or comply or help in any way whatsoever, despite the fact that I clearly needed some well-earned, slightly drunken sleep. Yes, you'll notice I've gone quiet. I'm still dealing with the pain of what happened. Yes, you'll notice I've gone quiet again. That's how painful this whole experience has been. For when one is writing a letter, one can think about what they're going to say before one writes. I don't know why this fucking ex-working-class boy from Essex is using expression one, because it, it's quite a disgusting expression. However, this is what the duvet incident has led me to become, is a hateful version of myself. That's what happens when one's sleep is destroyed. Notice how I'm still using the expression one. This is your fault, duvet complaint department. Look, you are making me more middle class. That's not okay with me or anyone else listening to this voice note. There is no one else listening to this voice note, but... If there was anyone else listening to this voice note, they would be outraged and disgusted and disappointed at your poor product. And there we are at the crux of the matter, your poor product. I'm going to leave it there, but let's let it be said. My letter of voice note complaint goes on for another four minutes. Disgusted from Clapton on Sea. Do you know what I did this week? I complained to... Samsung and EE. Oh, controversial. But we'll come back to that because first, how many beds have you got in your flat? <laughs> I've got, so I've got two bedrooms and I've got a sofa bed in the front room. So how many duvets have you got? Well, how many beds have I got? Right, so you've got three beds. Yeah. Presumably guest stays in bedroom as opposed to sofa bed. Yeah, depending on how many guests, obviously. Yeah, and we, as far as we're aware, one is aware. There was only one guest last night. So, how big is your bed? Which bed? How big is your bed? My bed. I know the guest bed is also your bed, but let's just, for the sake of argument, call it the guest bed. And the bed that you sleep in, which is also your bed, let's call that your bed. <laughs> I think it's... Three metres. No, is it a king size or a queen size or just an ordinary double bed? It's an ordinary, it's not, well, it's an extraordinary double bed. Okay, so it has a... The amount, of, the amount of things that have gone on in it make it extraordinary. It's not an ordinary double bed. That bed has is anything other than ordinary. Right, it's a extraordinary 
Beth. No, it's extraordinary. Extraordinary that when it comes to write its memoirs, the world will be set on fire. Yeah. So how, I mean, the obvious, I know what the obvious answer to this question is, but I'm still going to ask it. You have an extraordinary bed that you sleep on, right? Then how big is the duvet that you sleep under on your extraordinary bed? Depends what time of the year it is. Well, is it a duvet that fits a king-size bed, a queen-size bed, or a double bed? I refer you to my previous answer. It depends on what time of the year. Right, so at this time of year... Okay, (laughs) let's put it another way. What? (laughs) (laughs) What size duvets? How many duvets have you got? You've asked me this already. Yeah, well, I'm asking you again because I've lost, I've lost track of my thoughts. I'm going back. How many? You've got three duvets. What Where size? Shush, what we... size is each duvet? Each duvet. Yeah. So one is a queen size duvet. One. And now, is 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 at any point in the year is that ever on your bed? The queen size duvet. Yeah. Yes. Right. And what is the second duvet that is a double duvet right is that at any time of year on your bed yes and what's the third duvet it's a duble duvet a double yeah no it's a it's a duble is it a similar size to the double it's it's almost exactly the same size uh it's just bought from a different place could you get a double-sized duvet cover onto the duvet duvet i could if if i mean i wouldn't to be honest it's the first choice i wouldn't put a double duvet on the duvet duvet i'd put the duvet cover on the duvet duvet but you know if i needed to put a double duvet on the duvet duvet then i would let's answer that question so last night what duvet let's forget the duvet covers let's just talk about the duvet what size duvet did you have on your bed on my bed. So, okay, in my bed, in my bedroom, there was no duvet. No, last night I had a fight with the with the duvet, uh, with the with the duvet duvet, and uh, and and the queen size duvet cover. Right. And what duvet size was in the spare room that your guest was staying in? There was no duvet in the spare room. So they didn't sleep under anything. They didn't sleep in the spare guest room. Basically, what's happening is because you've got presumptions and assumptions, what you haven't done yet is term four of your counselling course. So what you haven't learnt yet is open, non-directive, presumption and assumptive questions. So what you're doing here is presuming and assuming where people slept. So you've got three rooms to choose from and two people to choose from, and you've placed them all in really strange places a better therapeutic question would be just to ask where people were sleeping. Right. And then, I'm not a therapist. And then you could go back. No, but you're training. You're doing your on, your false online counselling. Yeah, but that's coping with dealing with difficult people. So um, let's just forget who was sleeping where. How many duvets were needed for people in your house flat last night? I would have thought... No, regard. No, not. I would have thought, regardless of who, anywhere, anyone who was anywhere, how many duvets were needed for people to sleep through last night? 
Preemptively or ultimately? Preemptively. I would have thought two. Right. So one of those would be the similar sized double or double dubets, and the other, presumably, I might be wrong, would be the queen size. One would presume that, yes. Let's go with the in theory presumptive idea that one would have been a double or the double, and one would have been the queen size. Uh, you've got three dubets, and we've 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 got that, and we've got the size of them. Now, how many duvet covers have you got? How many duvet covers have I got? five or six right and presumably some of those are queen size some of those are duple size and some of them are double size you know there's no such thing as duple size one but okay I'm well aware of that yeah but yeah so some of them are queen size some of them are duple size you idiot and some of them are doubles generally you know being a bit of an ism person generally i believe that if you've got a queen size duvet and I'm sorry if I'm going to shock anybody and, and make them turn off this podcast by this sort of thought. But generally, I would put a queen size duvet cover onto a queen size duvet. Controversial, but OK, I'm willing to Very go with controversial, it. but can you yeah, just go yeah. with that? Yeah, I'm willing to go with it. And then similarly, I would put a double or a duvet, because they're very similar sizes, duvet cover onto a double or duvet very similar sizes duvets i'm again controversial slightly but i'm willing to go with it so at what point does anyone put or need to put a double or duvet duvet inside a queen size duvet cover do you know what that's a really very valid question so what a lot of people do is in the summer, they have a lighter duvet as opposed to the winter where they have a heavier duvet. I so, learned so much on this podcast. Yeah. A lot of people do this. Yeah, it says bourgeois people that live in Muzzle Hill. A lot, a lot, a lot of them have got them. They've got the money I, to be I'm... able to, they've got the money to be able to afford more than one duvet. <laughs> yeah. So those of us that are working class, been saving up for many years, uh, working down the mines, uh, working up the chimneys. Uh, Arnold Holy particularly appreciative of that one. Uh, and uh, we've saved up for duvets. In the in the doubly duvet club, I mean, not obviously not all working class people. I wouldn't generalise, but us working class people that have that have got a little bit of a duvet fetish have a light duvet for the summer months and a heavier duvet for the winter months. However. In the duvet club, because we meet regularly, we meet once every three weeks, there are some people in the duvet club, they don't like that whole thing, because what some people do in the summer is they don't have a duvet at all. They just have a sheet. And I Controversial. Mean, yeah, no, really controversial. And I don't understand that at all, because I personally cannot sleep with just a sheet. I like some weight on me. So I like a bit of a duvet in the summer too. Not, many, not all people do. So my thing is, I put my light double duvet in my queen size duvet cover because then like what you get is you get some nice droopy, valancy, sort of nice designy down the side of the bed thing, but it has a summer lightness about it. So why did you have trouble last night when you haven't had trouble any other night? Multi product. That's, that's the letter of complaint. Do you want me to play the rest of my letter of complaint? So basically this is a new duvet cover. 
or a new duvet? It's just that apparently they don't work at like one in the morning. Generally, if I make it... Oh, it's the time. Yeah, I think it might be a timing thing because generally if I do it, like if I prepare it earlier in the day or early in the evening, generally it seems to be okay. If I put the double duvet in the queen size duvet cover, it seems But I think it might be a timing thing. Uh, I, you're right. I, to be honest, I didn't name that in my letter of complaint. I might have to send them another letter later because I didn't mention the timing. I just complained a lot about the product, but you're right. What you've picked up on is it's, it's a fault in the timing of their product. Do you find a lot of problems at one o'clock in the morning? Are there a lot of objects around your house that seem to have timing issues? By the way, this is what I look like when I'm grumpy, not like you who does mincing and stropping and getting too hot, blah, blah. This is my very grumpy as you tried to accuse me of being last week. That's grumpy, you just falling asleep is grumpy. Yeah, that's generally how I switch off from the world. It's like if everyone's annoying me, I just fall asleep. That's not, <laughs> that's, that's not even a joke. Well, you see, I've been sleeping badly, genuinely. Right. Because I've got a new phone. Right. Which you know about because it got delivered last week when we were in the middle of the podcast. Yeah, I think actually it got delivered eight times in the middle of the last podcast. <clears throat> so I tweet, here's my tweet. So here's a thing at EE at Samsung UK. They're not going to sponsor us now, all right? <laughs> so don't try, don't contact them. Another one you fucked up. I have a new S20 delivered by EE. And no matter what I do it to it and its settings, the alarm goes off at 6am <laughs> every morning without fail. Any answers? So what's happened this week? 6am, without fail, the alarm's gone off. Because I looked at the phone and it said, alarm set, 6am, Monday to Friday. So I switched it off, switched, deleted the alarm, turned the phone off, it still went off. I was desperate. This was set on Wednesday, I was desperate. <laughs> Samsung, in fairness, they replied, this is a strange occurrence. Our built-in clock app that houses the alarms isn't able to switch on your phone when an alarm is triggered. This would lead us to believe there is a third-party app at play here. <laughs> we would like you to place the phone into safe mode overnight. Safe mode disables all third-party apps, and so if the 6am alarm doesn't trigger that morning while in this mode, we can confirm it is being caused by a third-party app. I thought, I'm so sick of this. It's probably going to go off. I'll just put it in the front room, which is next to the bedroom. I'll probably still hear it, but it'll just won't. I mean, I've been absolutely murderous being woke to, woken up at 6 a.m. in the morning. And Wednesday morning, it went off at 6 a.m. I got up, went to the chest of drawers at the bottom of the bed, picked up the phone, switched the alarm off, got back into bed, and then thought, hang on a minute, the phone's not in the bedroom. The phone is in the other room, and I've just picked up a phone and switched an alarm off. So basically, what was happening was that my old phone, which I'd left in the bedroom, has been going off every night and morning at 6am. I've been picking it up automatically, bleary-eyed, turning it off, and then getting up the next morning, convinced that it was my new phone that was going off at 6am every morning. Sex fact, sex fact, here's a sex fact. The female neotrogal as the one who penetrates. Oh, I couldn't hear a word of that. You know what's really funny about that? 
is that I spent the last three minutes trying to play the sex fact. It was a little bit like the censorship episode, but in reverse. But I am so technically inept that me and my I'm tired and tired because of the whole duvet debacle that that I spent three minutes fighting with my computer and not being able to interrupt you. What was the sex fact? I couldn't hear a word of it. Doesn't matter though, does it? Because you're going to stop pretending that you don't do editing and then you put it Play in. Play it the... again because I couldn't hear it. Sex fact, sex fact. Here's a sex fact. Gorilla bollocks weigh just 30 grams of oh, no. no, That wasn't the one. That's a different no, one. Oh, I know. Now I've spoiled my own fucking joke. I'm going to have to edit that now. Sound cue. No, I know. I'm really sorry. That's annoying. Um, oh, so I'm allowed to edit that. That's not censorship. No, that's not censorship. That's that's fucking dealing with my nonsensical nonsense. This is because there's a duvet debacle. I've not even played you the other four and a half minutes of the complaint, by the way. Oh, I'm so... waiting for that. Yeah, okay. Anyway, do... what art have you brought this week? Or were you just too tired to do any? Every time you ask that question, it pierces me through my anus. <laughs> it's like the worst sort of anal bead. It's like you've put them in backwards. And they've got spikes on the wrong way. A lot of listeners won't know what anal beads are, including myself. So if you'd like to explain. I've no idea. Sometimes I just say things with my words. Because I brought art this week as well. Have you? Yeah. What art have you bought? It's a poem. You bought a poem? Yeah. Because a friend of mine is doing a collaborative artistic evening and so has commissioned me to do something and I thought I'd run it by you first and get your opinion uh, and if you like it I'll change it all. Go on give it I've cut do you know what I'm fucking dying for your poem give it to us give it to me like you really mean it baby. It's called Gone. Sacred like Jesus sacred alike ageless beauty youth great art me my my actors no jokes now naked authenticity moist is <laughs> is pointing to your penis with the zoom camera at the end after moist is that part of the poem shut up are you going to move the Zoom camera to Moist, your... Shut oh, up. you haven't finished? Oh, no, my... God. No, 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 finished. Well, please be finished. Moist, hairless, Agatha, Arnold. But your acting was not truth. Oh, my actors, you gave, you snatched back. You came glittering, then withdrew. My back broken on my own rainbow. Pink rainbow, pink. How many colours? <laughs> I love the fact you're laughing at your own joke. I'm not finished yet. Oh, I know you're not. I'm laughing. I'm just enjoying the fact that you're laughing at your own joke. It's not the fact it's very serious. It's giving your presence to me, glittering presence that turn to soot in my hands and leave me infected. You infect me with your love. My blooded thumb, my unshorn hair, pubic, public, abandon me like Jesus, left to clean, 
It's 4 a.m. now. You are gone. Why? That's it. How do you feel having shared that with us? I'm, I'm actually so emotional that I'm crying. Yeah. Because <laughs> it came from my heart that... I, do you know what? I really want to honour honor that. I want to, right now, I just want, I want us all, I want us all just to take a moment to honour that. Uh, you shared your art. That happened. We all had to listen to it because you're the editor, so no doubt it will all be included. It's, it was influenced by um, another what, piece of work. What was it influenced by, Stephen Thompson? Oh, was it? Um, I think it was a poem called Avoidant. I think that's what influenced me. Really? Mm. So, I could now spar and parry. However, I'm not going to. I'm just going to point out to anybody that gives a fuck, to basically Arnold, who's the only person left listening, I'm just going to point out, uh, basically, Stephen is, is, he's referring to a, a poem that I wrote. And so basically he's dissing and digging at a poem that I wrote. I could retaliate by slagging off his plays. Sorry, his adaptation. Um, but I, well, I'm not going to stoop to do that. Instead... Your little eyelids aren't even fully open, are they? Do you think you should, we should do the promotion and then you should go back to bed? Okay. Genuine promote or indulgent gloat. Heads or tails? Heads. Genuine promote. Genuine promote. So I'm going to genuinely promote. This won't happen very often, but I'm going to genuinely promote uh, a person uh, called Paul Lucas. Uh, he was a, uh, an American producer and a playwright and one of my closest friends in the whole of the world. And he passed away this week. Uh, he was a beautiful friend to many, many people. He was one of the most phenomenal networkers that I've ever met in the whole of my life. Uh, he probably had like 5,000 friends on his Facebook, but he would have known who every single one of those people were. I mean, he was a phenomenal, phenomenal producer of new work and worked at the Edinburgh Festival relentlessly over many years. But one of the things that he was most famous for was that he worked with the transgender community uh, and he wrote the play Transcripts. He was writing, it was in two parts. He wrote the first part, which was The Women, and it won a Fringe First Award at the Edinburgh Festival. And uh, it also won an award from Amnesty International. Uh, and then he was writing the second part for The Men. Uh, which never got done because sadly he passed away this week and he was one of my best friends in the whole of the world. He's lived in every place that I've lived in London with me because whenever he would come to London, he would stay at my house. So despite the fact that he's a New Yorker, he's lived in as many places in London as I have. He was a phenomenal, uh, amazing man. Uh, he got married very recently to uh, an equally amazingly phenomenal man uh, called Kendall Mesick. So probably for the only time ever, our genuine promote is going to be for a person that is no longer with us. Thank you. You can go to bed now. Thanks. 
Was he all right with the duvets? He was a sheep man. He's one of those weird people. I don't understand it. How can you just sleep with a sheep with no weight? Uh, yeah, so sleepy drilling. I Basically, what I'm going to do is I'm going to get the duvet that was messed up last night. I'm going to drill holes in it. To something lesser or fewer. Is it less or is it few? Fewer or lesser? Less or fewer? Fewer, worser. Well, it can't get any worser than that. See what I have to work with? That was Nothing to See Here with Darren and Stephen, the tired episode. And for those of you that are still awake at this point, thank you for listening. Now what you're doing, because of your terrible duvet Duvet, 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 duveting. To duvet, to duvet, I duvet, you duvet, she duvets, he duvets, we duvet. Du, 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 duvet. And this is just to say that was the final episode in our first series. We're going to take a short break and we will be back with series two very soon. That means that we need you all in the meantime to subscribe by the usual methods which are all on the website so that you'll be automatically notified as soon as Series 2 starts up again. And we would like you to send us feedback please. Our email address which is also on the website is ntsh, that stands for nothing to see here, ntshfeedback at mrbertblogs.co.uk. Please like us, share us, tell your friends everything you want to keep the pair of us happy. We appreciate every one of you that has stuck with us listening to this podcast, which we created as a reaction to the lockdown that began in March 2020. So when I say thank you for listening, we both genuinely mean thank you for listening. Are you even still listening? Duvet Complaints Department. <laughs>